0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورايت الناس يدخلون في دين الله افواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفره In Nahukanatha Waba Sodakullahulae Most Respected Students of Deen, mothers and sisters. Among the most heart wrenching incidents that the world has ever witnessed was obviously the parting of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In our wildest imagination We cannot Fathom What might have been The condition of the hearts of the Sahaba Ikram When the time Came That they had to accept That Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has parted from this Dunya And He has gone to Allah Ta'ala Every one of us At some stage or the other Had to Face the situation of Seeing somebody very close Somebody very Beloved Parting from us Sometimes in some case it's a parent It's some child, it's a sibling, it's some family member, whoever it might be. So we have all, to some extent or the other, faced the situation. But what we have faced and what we have experienced is not even a minute fraction of what would have been the condition of the sahaba Ikram, what would have been their hearts, meaning, though they would have handle themselves in a very appropriate manner. But what was the condition of their hearts, only they know. So that was the most heart-wrenching scene that the world has ever witnessed, that the skies and the earth has ever experienced. But This too had to come, because Allah Ta'ala had himself addressed Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the Qur'an Sharif beforehand إِنَّكَ مَيِّتُوا وَإِنَّهُمْ مَيِّتُونَ ثُمَّ إِنَّكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ rabbi kum تَخْتَصِمُونَ that verily O Nabi of Allah you are also going to part from this world and these mushrikeen and these idolaters and these kuffar and these believers who are fighting with you here who are trying to suppress you here who are disputing with you here they too are going to leave this world then the day of Qiyamah everything will become very very clear to everyone that who was right and who was wrong that the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala was guiding and calling people towards the path of Haq towards the path of Allah Ta'ala and the disbelievers and the idolaters were in complete deviation they were in total loss and destruction and Allah forbid anybody did not make amends and not come onto the path of Deen, onto the path of Tawheed and risalat, then and they died on that kufr, on that shirk, then they are doomed to eternal disaster. So in any case, this is the most heart wrenching thing that the World witnessed, and that was the parting of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But the life of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam from beginning to end was lesson, was guidance. Even in his parting moments, Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was still parting advice, giving parting advice to the Ummad. In that last illness that he experienced before the time came to leave this dunya approximately the last 13 days of his Mubarak life on earth were the time when he became very ill and this last illness set in even in that time there were so many lessons that Rasulullah left the ummah with and it is only a person's good fortune that he takes the final cry of the heart of Rasulullah wasallam to heart. We often become very, very uh, emotional about something that some parent said or some grandparent said before they passed away, something that they made some kind of wasiyat about, they gave some advice. They said something that uh, touched the hearts of those around them. So that becomes a very emotional thing. People then want to do whatever they can to try and abide by that or fulfill that, what was ever said. Can we imagine how important it would be that we take to heart what Rasulullah gave? what he advised. Because there cannot be anybody's advice more greater, forget more greater, anyway one fraction close to the greatness of the advice of Rasulullah Wasallam. <laughs> so in any case, just to touch on some of the things that transpired in this time, there are many, many issues, many, many aspects, many incidents. But just to touch very important lessons which Rasulullah sallallahu wa left the Ummah with. It was in this time of the last illness when Rasulullah sallallahu wa on one of the days he came into the masjid and that too he came in a very, very pitiable condition, very pitiable in the sense that he was extremely ill, he was experiencing a fever, he was very weak. And he was so weak that he could not even stand up on his own. Due to the the severe headache that he was experiencing, he had asked for a bandage to be tied around his Mubarak head very tightly that this would perhaps give some kind of relief from the severity of the headache. And then the weakness was such that Rasulullah had to ask Hazrat Fadl ibn Abbas that look, please hold me by my hand and help me to wake up. So, Hazrat Fadl ibn Abbas he then assisted Rasulullah to walk to the masjid. And there was some other sahabi also who had jointly assisted in this. There were two people, one on either side. Can you imagine the condition what extent of weakness there would be, what amount of exertion there would be in undertaking this, that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi is asking for the assistance of two people to be able to come to the masjid. And then in this condition, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi comes to the member and he asks Hazrat Fadl ibn Abbas, to call to the people together. Because it was not salah time, So everybody was not present there but he asked for them to be gathered. So all came whoever was there, present, available whoever the message could get to they all came and then Nabi Salaam addressed everybody and in this address and in this khutbah he said to them that the time has come for me to now fulfill the rights of anybody whose rights are outstanding. In reality, what rights do anybody else have in the future But despite this, Nabi Slauson came and he said to them that the time has come to now settle any rights, any outstanding rights, I want it settled. And therefore, Nabi Slaasam then addresses the Sahaba to now expand on this. What I'm meaning by this rights. Anybody has any right over me, then please come and take your right. What is being mentioned, what is being said, to expand it, to open it further, Nabi Wasallam then says Jalat lahu Zahran Bahada Zahri If I ever lashed anybody's back, meaning unjustly I hit somebody in some way then please, there's my back. Come and take revenge. Can you imagine who's speaking? Rasulullah wasallam is addressing his ummatis. And can we imagine that there's no comparison to the rank that Rasulullah wasallam holds, and any ummati has, let alone any ummati. All the Ambiah alaihi wasallam. Each Nabi of Allah Ta'ala has such a rank that all the Sahaba and everybody else put together can't reach anywhere close to the rank of a Nabi. And whereas the whole Ummat put together cannot reach the rank of the lowest Sahabi. So now even the Sahaba included cannot reach the rank of any Nabi. Come, come anywhere close to it. And all the Anbiya Ali Salatul Salam together, they cannot come close to the rank of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah's Nabi ﷺ, he is addressing the Ummatis and he is saying to them, that if I have ever hurt somebody physically, this is what it refers to, if I physically hurt somebody unjustly, here's my back, come and take revenge. Come now, take revenge. Then he further says, Allah وَمَن كُنْتُ قَدْ شَتَمْتُ لَهُ عِرْضًا فَهَذَا عِرْضِي فَلْيَسْتَقِدْ مِنْهُ That if I have ever harmed anybody's honor, I said something offensive, I said something hurtful, I said something which caused some emotional discomfort to somebody. So then, look, I am here, I am standing here. You come take revenge. You say to me back what I had probably said to you that caused offense. In other words, come and settle it now. Can we imagine again? Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam standing there in that condition or sitting there in that condition in the severe illness his Mubarak head bandaged in this manner he needed two people to come to the masjid and now he is presenting himself to his ummah that look I am here please come and take the revenge likewise Nabi Islam goes further to say that if I have taken anybody's wealth man kuntu akhastu malan fahada mali that if I had taken anybody's wealth, I'm owing anybody anything, then this is my wealth, you take yours back. And then further Nabi says, that uh, let not anybody say something of this nature, that إِنِّي أَخْشَأَ Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That how can I go and now, uh, ask for my right back, how can I go and ask for my wealth back? Or how can I go and take revenge in some way and meaning take my right back in whatever happened because I might then be be begrudged by Rasulullah that I might then be there might be some ill feeling that might come in his heart for me. Nabi Isla is saying let not anybody ever think in this way because wa inna shahana min Tabiati Wala min harboring any dirt in my heart, harboring any dirt in the heart, having any malice, having any ill feeling for anybody, this is not my nature. And neither does it behove of me to ever do this. So in other words, if somebody is going to come up straight here, and they are going to now spell out that this is my right, it will not cause me the least amount of offense. I will not be hurt by this in any way. In fact, this is the person that I will be pleased with, that he's allowing me the opportunity to settle things here. Now, to start off with, the Sahaba, their hearts were overflowing with the love of Rasulullah They were more happy if Nabi Sallam took something from them. If there was anything, to start off with, there was definitely not a single thing that was of any sort where Nabi Sallam had unjustly done anything to anyone. Impossible. Allah's Nabi was masum, was sinless. If there was something that he had reprimanded somebody, that was something that was necessary, it was something within the limits, it was something that he was obliged to do, let alone entitled to do. And it was done purely within the limits that was necessary. So there was never anything of this nature. But this is the extent of caution. This is the lesson that was being imparted to the Ummad. that don't take these things lightly. That if Allah Nabi who is masoom, who is sinless, who has never hurt anybody unjustly, who has never taken anybody's wealth wrongfully, who has never done any of these things, but yet he is being so cautious about this that he is presenting himself. Can we imagine, can we just picture that scene? It is beyond our imagination. But we can just try to think of something. What? Can we imagine the condition of the Sahaba when this was being said to them? It would have been uh, we normally talk of pun drop silence. This would have been beyond that, and everybody's hearts would have been. Allah knows best. In what condition hearing this, very the very hearing of it must have been such a such a difficult thing upon them that Rasulullah is undertaking such difficulty upon himself. he's putting himself through such exertion to come and present himself also in order that anybody wants to take some revenge of any sort. And why is Nabi Sallallahu Sallam doing this? To highlight that the rights of people are not a small thing, it's a very big thing. And on the day of Qiyamat, this is not a small matter, it's a very serious matter. We sometimes say something to somebody, we hurt somebody in some way, don't think anything about it. And we just carry on with life like nothing happens. We make a of someone, we slander somebody, we talk ill about somebody, we cause some kind of it, we mock someone call them by offensive names, we do all kinds of things which hurt people and make fun of them, look down upon somebody because of whatever their social standing might be, maybe somebody's color, somebody's nationality, whatever the case may be, and we think nothing about it and we carry on with life like nothing happened. But it's not nothing happened, something very serious has happened. A very, very serious matter has happened. That serious matter the severity of it will become obvious on the day of Qiyamah. Yeah, Here in dunya, we might have taken it like a joke. But in akhirat, the reality of that will open out. That What a severe matter this is. In the Hadith Sharif it comes that on the day of Qiyamah, uh, that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he went for Mi'raj, Now this is various different aspects of Mi'raj. One was the actual physical Mi'raj which happened once in the Mubarak lifetime of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then there were other similar incidents which took place in the form of a dream which was apart from the one physical Mi'raj that took place in the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he went body and soul that was the one time which Allah Ta'ala speaks about in the Quran Sharif in terms of the Isra Subhanalladhi Asra bi'abdihi and then in the Ahadith we get all the details of that physical journey apart from that there were many other occasions when this wahi came down and these issues were shown to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in a dream but which was also wahi and in that he was shown various punishments of people in the Akhirat among the various punishments that he was shown were some people who were hung up by their chest in the fire of Jahannam and they were suffering a terrible punishment and The Nabi asked about this, that what is this, why is this being done? The answer that was given by Jibreel was that these were the people in your ummah who mocked others, they taunted others. Today, this is the. In other words, this is what's going to be the case when if they didn't make sincere tawbah, they didn't gain the forgiveness of people, this is what the punishment awaits them. Allah Ta'ala protect us, Allah Ta'ala save us from all these kind of situations. So, Rasulullah is now highlighting this, that look, don't let anybody think in this way, that perhaps if they come up and they say, well, I am owed this, or, or you did this to me, then I am going to have any ill feeling, I am going to have any kind of grudge against the person, I am going to have any malice or ill feeling in my heart, any dirt in my heart about the person, my heart stays clean. My heart does not ma- harbor any malice. And this is what in one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam on one occasion said to Hazrat Anas ta'ala an, Ya bunayya in qadarta an tusbiha wa tumsiya wa liysa fi qalbika ghishun li ahadin faf'al. The sum total of this is, O oh my beloved son, keep your heart clean of malice from everyone. Don't have any dirt in your heart for anybody. Don't have any kind of ill feeling in your heart for anyone. Morning an evening meaning from the beginning of the day till the end of the day from the beginning of the night till the end of the night 24 hours keep your heart clean now keeping the heart clean we are very weak people so we are like that car windscreen we clean it and then in a short time again we have to put the water onto the windscreen and put the wipers on then it will stay clean now it's in a very dusty place it's in a place where very misty, very dusty. Now that wipers have to be on almost all the time. So our hearts, we are in such environments, in such situations, something is being said somewhere, something is being heard somewhere, and all kinds of shaitani waswasas, etc., which are constantly dirtying and soiling this heart. If the wipers of istighfar, of Toba of repeatedly reminding ourselves, that I must keep my heart clean towards everybody, and if some dirt has come, to put the wipers of Toba and of istighfar on their behalf, Dua on their behalf, some Sadaqa on their behalf, some praising of them in the presence of others. If these wipers are not going to be put on immediately, very soon that heart will become stuck with all kinds of muck and filth, and thick layers of muck and filth will be on that heart. Then the wiper just it just goes over that the person is putting the wiper on. There have been these experiences sometimes in some places where it is extremely cold, sub-zero temperatures. In the morning you come out to uh, jump in the car, you cannot drive because the whole windscreen is frozen with, with the frost is all stuck on it. Now you put the wiper on, the wiper just runs on top of the frost. You can't even move it because it's so thick and that, that whatever, it's now frozen onto it. You put the water, the water just runs off it. And it can't see one thing. So now then you have to go and get some kind of uh, warm water, hot water, and very slowly, gently now put that onto the windscreen. Then that will start thawing out. And then now, after it has thawed out after a while, now you also put the wi- the windscreen, the, the wipers on, then it will clean that windscreen. It's not just a straightforward, easy process. Why? Because now that thing is frozen onto it. Allah forbid, if we don't constantly keep the wipers on, all this evil and filth will get frozen onto the heart and then it will require a very elaborate process to clean it out so this was the very very deep lesson extremely deep lesson that Rasulullah <laughs> left the Ummatwood imagine in this final part of his life the last part of his life on dunya in dunya on the earth and in this very very fishable condition with this difficulty, with this hardship, with this severe headache, we have one small headache also, we can't seem to function, we can't be anywhere, we have to now take it easy, we have to go and sleep away. And Rasulullah is suffering such a, such a intense headache, such a severe headache, that in order to bring some kind of relief, he has to tie this bandage very tightly around his Mubarak head. Can we imagine? And then that extent of weakness... That two people have to assist him to come to the masjid and yet Rasulullah is sitting there in front of the ummah and he is presenting himself in this way. This was a lesson for each one of us. This was a lesson for me and for all of us. That to what extent we have our records clean in terms of the rights of people. Do we have our records clean? Have we sorted ourselves out? If Suddenly, malakul moth has to come to take us away. Are we ready? Is this sorted out? Oh, on the day of Qiyamat, Allah forbid, we are going to be scrambling now to trying to get things sorted out. And But now, there is too late. We can't get anything done there. There, the currency and the sorting out will happen through our amal. The currency is amal. Our righteous deeds, Allah forbid, will all be taken away and given away to others. And if that hasn't yet settled the score, and we'll be taking other people's sins on our head. Allah ta'ala protect us. So, Rasulullah sallam, in these last final moments left us with this very, very important message, very deep message. The aspect of hukukul ibad, the rights of people. That the rights of people must never be neglected. Not to harm anyone in any way. Always be conscious about this, that we don't harm anyone in any way, otherwise this harming people in some way or the other this will cause us tremendous harm on the day of Qiyamah and this is the lesson that Rabbi is giving us here, and together with the aspect of Hukukul Ibad the aspect of this cleanliness of the heart we were talking about the hadith of Allah Sallallahu wa sallam, that Rabbi sallallahu wa addressed him and said, O oh my beloved son keep your heart clean of malice, and then Nabi Sallallahu sallam goes further to say that is my way that is how I have my heart that is the way I live my life with my heart completely clean and the one who will love my sunnah will be with me in jannah subhanallah can we imagine the link that the person who loves the sunnah of Rasulullah and meaning that it's not that a person loves the sunnah but acts against the sunnah the person who loves the sunnah will act according to the sunnah. So it is not that a person just says, no, it's there in my heart, but I'll do something else. I love the sunnah of Nabi but I dress like the Yahud and Nasara. I love the sunnah of Rasulullah but my wedding will be like the Yahud and Nasara. Then that's just a hollow claim. It's just lip service that love must be in the heart, it must express itself in every action. So when we love Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and we claim to love him then our hearts must be like his heart also clean of malice. Yes we are very weak so we have to have that wiper on all the time. So Nabi Sallallahu is giving this very great glad tiding that the person who will love my sunnah will be with me in Jannah. So he will love the sunnah he will act according to the sunnah also. And there are the external sunnahs that too we have to act on. We understand to some extent The external sunnats are important. A person in all day-to-day things also must try to implement the Mubarak Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam whether it is the aspect of eating, of drinking, even of going to the toilet, of making wudu, of performing Salah. Obviously, if the sunnats of eating and drinking are important. How much, much more important are the sunnats of wudu, which is the key to Salah? And then how much more important are the sunnats of Salah itself? Sometimes we become conscious about the sunnats of eating and drinking. Mashallah, excellent, that's very good. But we don't even think about fulfilling the sunnats of salah. The sunnah postures, how to keep our fingers at the time of takbir et taharima, how to make ruku correctly, how to be in sajda, how to be reciting correctly, all the other sunnah aspects of salah. Our mind also doesn't go to it. We don't even understand that there are so many sunnats in salah. So there are yeah, external sunnats as well. All these have to be adopted. There are also internal sunnats. Nabi sallallahu Alaihi wa is giving us this very great internal sunnah, Internal sunnah of the heart being kept clean of malice. So in Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we make our hearts like the mubarak heart of Rasulullah sallallahu We cannot come to 1% of that brightness, of that cleanliness, of that purity, that was in the Mubarak heart of Rasulullah but we too can keep our hearts clean it can never be to that level at all but despite not being able to reach that level the basic level of cleanliness that Allah has made it possible for everyone to achieve Allah has made it possible for us to also have our hearts free of malice to have our hearts free of any dirt for anybody, ill feelings Yes, something is of a nature where there's some hurt. Hurt is something else. Somebody hurt you, you're going to feel hurt. But the heart is still clean of malice. They are two separate things. Feeling hurt is a different matter. That's human nature. But now, when the person keeps the heart clean of malice, that hurt will go away too. In any case, this is what we have to aspire for, what we have to strive for, what we have to make du'a for also du'a, we have to make a lot of du'a unfortunately we don't make du'a for these things, illa mashallah, some people mashallah, Allah, Allah give the tawfiq to them so they make du'a for this as well but generally we forget, ya Allah give me a clean heart, make my heart pure make my heart clean how often do we ask for this this should be part of our daily du'a Allah purify my hearts so of all the malice of all the evil the ill feeling, whatever other wrongs and harms they are evils they are Ya Allah, you cleanse my heart out of all these aspects. So this was a very important lesson that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi left the ummah with. Inshallah, we will discuss some other aspects in the coming weeks. In Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala, give me and all of us the tawfiq Wa akhiru da'wana. alhamdulillah. hamdulillahi rabbil alameen.